Hello everybody and welcome to the last ever episode 9 of the Not Ready podcast. As ever, my name is David and as ever, sitting 650 miles across from me is <laughs> Mr. Alex Aldridge. How you doing Alex? I think the distances we're sitting across from each other changes every week. Yeah, I'm getting further away. I'm going to just I drifted 100 miles. Just, yeah. just add 100 miles every week. And uh, listeners at home will be able to play a really fun game of see how long it takes for David to forget what he said the week before and then say something wrong. Yeah. So you said 6.50 this week. Let's see if you remember that in a week's time. Well, as we know, keen geologists amongst us, Scotland and England are getting further and further apart each day. So, Well, shut my mouth then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to science me, I've got no answer to that. Sorry, geology. In 100 years, mate. Scotland have all floated over by, I don't know, Japan or something. Are you serious about that one, or is that you being silly? Well, considering we're part of one island, I'll, I will let the listeners decide. Yeah, just like Hadrian's Wall just completely collapses on itself, cuts Scotland ap- just apart from England. When R. Somehow... Kelly built Hadrian's Wall in 1967, he drilled too far down and actually cracked the landmasses. Fucking idiot. And that's why we're separating it's... at such a high rate. Yeah. He had too many other things taking his you know, attention away from building the wall, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's a busy man, is R. Kelly, especially in 1967. Big time. Yeah. How are you doing today, Alex? Um, Fine, other than your picture of David De Gea coming through to my phone. Other than that, can't <laughs> complain. Look, we've had precious little to be happy about over the last four years. No, that's very true. It's very true. I mean, I've never had anything to be happy about in football terms, but um, oh, yeah, I suppose I'll allow <laughs> no. you that. A four-year drought, it must be terrible for you. <laughs> Such a hard life. Has Jermaine Defoe played for Rangers yet? Uh, I don't know. We've had our mini winter break, so he's not he's not taken to the field yet. Oh, I see. Yeah. I saw, um, was it some? Was it Phil Babb or someone said that they were worried about him getting kicked? That's got to be a strong endorsement of your your team uh, your country's national league yeah. oh, I don't know if he should go to Scotland he'll get kicked well Selic have just signed on loan from PSG Timothy Weir which is a bloody phenomenal signing for them I think yeah and let's not forget that Messi gets kicked in and out of Spain every single week so it's not exactly like Scotland's the worst country for it well yeah pronoun- pronouncing that a footballer is going to get kicked is one of the, was quite is quite a unique comment I would I would say yes I would say so I, he should um, he should tear that league apart if he's still fit but I don't know if he is so this is yeah. this is uh, a very specific topic for probably no one listening yeah exactly. <laughs> probably no one's interested uh, yeah I, I, I'm looking for, looking forward isn't the right word because I don't like Rangers but intrigued to see him take to the field because you're right if, if he's fit um, but then I guess was Jermaine's Defoe, Jermaine Defoe's game ever pace or was he just a yeah it was player? yeah it was. Well, it was it was when he was younger um, no it's not he's probably now got more of a sort of uh, a sharpness rather than a quickness mm-hmm. so he'll, uh, who knows it, yeah. he'll either be a roaring success or a complete flop I don't think he's going to be anything in between no that's probably probably absolutely true there but um, very interesting signing anyway yeah. So, video games. Yeah. They're it's all right, aren't they? Yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> Played a couple over the past week. Will we just dive in? Yeah. Like, let's unless go you've got it. any wrestling chat you want to you talk about. Uh, well, a friend of mine sent me a, um, a WhatsApp today with a picture um, from, uh, I think it's Facebook. Somebody went on someone's Facebook profile and sent them a message. And her name was Helena Sell. 
and uh, they sent her a message saying, I remember when Undertaker threw mankind off of you. (laughs) 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 And uh, which also reminds me that I also on Facebook got a recommended friend uh, edition of a a girl called Emily (laughs) Trapelcock. Which I prefer to say is Triplecock because that is what it is. And what a fucking surname. As if two's not enough. Mate, give me the triple cock, please. I always wanted to friend her for that reason alone. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you did. What's the... No, I didn't. Um, What... uh, Because, you know, she was... um, She's probably not somebody I would want to speak to. Um, What was the funniest names person you've ever known? That's a a hard one. I've never Um, met a Michael Hunt in my life. Do you? No, No, I've never met one. There oh. must be a Mike Hunt somewhere, though. There must be somewhere. Um, it's, I guess it's not ha-ha funny, but it's kind of odd. Is There's a boy that I went to school with called Craig Craig. <laughs> He's from the Neville Neville school of uh, naming yeah. conventions. Craig Craig. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. And you rag on people these days for calling their kids like, you know, Sunbeam or, you know, Bangladesh or whatever they call their kids. But yeah. Craig Craig, I mean, that doesn't say much for 80s naming either. For all you budding name people, I don't know, um, out there, a, a good place to look for funny names is the NFL. They've, they have oh, got, good God. They have got some absolute crackers. Yeah, um, I think they traded him, but one of my favourite Packers players was Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Yeah. Because his first name was Ha Ha. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> what? It's almost like someone, they were just having a right old jolly up. Or maybe the mum who gave birth to him was so high on, like, whatever drugs they give pregnant women when they give him birth that she just laughed. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful baby boy. What are we going to name him, girl? <laughs> I don't know, man. I like that name. I like that. Let's use that. What she said. And then it just went from there. And there he is. Yeah. Clinton Dix. They say that's almost fact. Almost assuredly a fact. In fact. Anyone with a cool name like that. No one. I mean, back when you were at school, if you had a teacher called, like, I think we had a teacher called Mr. Pratt. That was pretty funny, but I mean. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty low level by ha-ha Clinton Dick standards. Yeah. What's the basketball player? It's um, Ron Artest, wasn't it? He changed his name to Meta World Peace. Did he? What an absolute cockhead. What is he doing? <laughs> What's that even mean? <laughs> pretty sure he's a convicted rapist or something as well, so. Maybe he's meta world peace on a level of meta we don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick burger. Right. I've said my bits now. We did a um, we did a backlog tombola last week. And we did. I would like to know how that has gone for you with the titan of the souls that you were playing. Yeah, I did a little bit of streaming of it today just to oh, lovely. Pr- to prove to people that I've been playing it. That's, <laughs> I think I I think I text you, but I didn't say it on the on the podcast. My plan is to yeah, you did stream say, yeah. at least at least the first half hour of me playing these games as we go through it, just to sort of catalogue it as we go through. That's a great um, idea. It is. So I, for those of you, those of you who didn't know or didn't listen last week, I pl- I got Titan Souls out of the out of the Tombola, which is sort of a. Oh, I still I don't, don't know, know how... what it is. I I haven't actually ever played it. It's sat on my games library on play, uh, PSN, but I I don't know what it is. I'm assuming eight bit Dark Souls, but I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of offset, top-down, pixelated game in which you it's it's essentially a boss run game. Okay. In which the only the only the only combat in the game, in fact, is 
essentially big bosses and they're incredibly difficult and a lot of it you'll go in and the, the boss if you can attack it in the right way there's only it only requires one hit or there's only one place you need to hit it so like a lot of them will have a heart and you have to hit the heart and if you hit the heart once they're dead okay but then you you can also only take one hit as well and huh. it's just this incredibly tough game which you have to it's it's i was saying when i was streaming it it's it's almost a puzzle game in that when you figure out how to kill the boss it's not that difficult if you've got this the skill to kind of carry out what you need to do yeah the the difficulty is perhaps staying alive long enough to to figure out so like i'll give an example of one of the bosses the first boss you run into is this it's almost like a jelly slime and when you shoot it it's got a big heart in the middle mm-hmm. and when you shoot it with your arrow and you've only got one arrow by the way which you've got so you you, you can you, it's essentially a two button game uh, you can okay. run around and then you press x to roll or you hold x to roll and then sprint and and you press square to fire your arrow and you, you hold it to charge it up to do a more powerful shot and after you shoot it you've got to hold hold square to suck it back towards you or oh, you can't shoot okay. so it's not like a one you have one attack and then if you miss you've got to quit and start again there is you just have one yeah attack. um you can yeah but it, it puts a real sort of risk towards actually taking a shot at the enemy yeah. because if you miss you're in a bit of trouble trying to get your your thing back and a lot of the bosses don't give you a chance to stand and hold square while you <laughs> suck it towards you so you've got to kind of run about and try and just get in the zones and get in the area of it so you can grab it and then carry on running but back to my first one so like the first boss is a big slime with a heart in the middle and when you shoot the slime the slime splits into two and each time you split a slime the slime obviously gets smaller and smaller yeah and they get faster and faster and if any slime hits you then you're dead yeah and you have to you've got to either sort of strike a balance between being quick to get the slime down so you can take a shot at the heart but also being slow enough to perhaps maybe take out some of the slimes uh for good so that you can then take a breather to get the enemies and yeah it's really tough like i said before sounds difficult but when once you do it, that you get this checkpoint, and then you, as there's like four, for example, four points on the checkpoint, which is the checkpoint is where you arrive again when you die. Yeah. And each time you kill a boss, one of the checkpoint things get filled in until you fill them all in, and then that opens up the next area to let you continue. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the actual boss fighting and the gameplay, the like moment to moment gameplay itself, is absolutely excellent. Oh, okay. I would recommend it to anyone interested in the sort of super tough boss rush games because it's, it's phenomenal in fact the, my problem with the game and probably why i'm not going to continue playing it and if i do um it'll be with a friend when you die it takes you out of the boss and you've got to run back to the boss again so something that kills you so quickly then forces you to then go back to the, back uh, to sort of running back to the start instant and, restarting is a big thing for these kind of games isn't it and if you yes. don't have that it can really take you I'm out not, of it i was i'm trying to figure out why they didn't do that the only thing i can think of is the the game at least the area itself is, in, is relatively open so you can choose what order you attack the bosses in so maybe you run into a boss and you can't exit once you start the boss fight so the the game wants to allow you to think no i'm going to go do something else and come back to this one but mm-hmm that's you surely can get around that you can allow people to escape and run away yeah and just having just having people go back to the start and as as the game goes on i think i killed nine bosses altogether. all right there becomes 
quite a distance you've got to go sometimes to get back to the back to the boss and you can be about 45 seconds sometimes before you get back and then because they can one hit you you spend all the time running back you start the game again uh-huh. the thing will just kill you straight off and you're like, oh for goodness sakes and like you go running back. i think for me where i would enjoy the game is if i was sitting with a friend and we're just passing the controller off yeah. to each other every yeah. death or every third death you pass the controller off and let them have a go at it so you're at least getting some chat while you're doing it because running back to the boss became grating really really quickly and I it's a imagine. shame because if you could remove that from the game and there was an, a way even just like exploring the area for me, there is little puzzle elements to it and little puzzle elements to try and find your way to the next area. But the actual enjoyment of the game is taking on these bosses. I'd have been happy just to be able in a in a corridor and be able to go in and take these take on these bosses one after the other. Yeah. But they've put it in this world that doesn't quite work for me and I'm not sure why. Which is a shame because, like I said, it's it's excellent and almost very excellent, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost a game that I would recommend and say is a must-play, but it's not because of these little, little things that actually aren't that little. No, no, yeah. Um, kind of, I suppose quality. It's a quality of life thing, isn't it? And mm-hmm. as you say, to to juxtapose boss fights that could last two seconds with a trek to the boss that could last a nearly a minute. Um, that's not going to keep a lot of people willing to keep banging their head against a game that's already hard as it is. No, and it's a real shame. That is a shame. But it's, I mean, we briefly, when we were discussing the running order and you said you weren't thinking of playing it again, I I actually just expected you to not like it or think it was bad. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to hear that it's, you know, that it actually has got something. I mean, because I haven't really played a game like that. I mean, only... Maybe that Fury game, which I didn't get on with, mm-hmm. but I, I really, I rarely play like an actual boss rush game, and I didn't expect it to be that at all. So, it almost sounds like it's a mix of sort of a, I don't want to say Dark Souls, just because it's got souls in the title, but it sounds like a bit of a Shadow of the Colossus vibe. Are there actual, yeah. en- are there any enemies, or is it just bosses? It's just bosses. Shadow of the Colossus is actually a very good. It's a super hard Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> What about you, Alex? You've been playing. You were playing The Evil Within 2, right? Yes, that's the game I drew uh, last week. And I have been having a really good time with it. Good. Um, Glad to hear it. Yeah, it um, is by no means the, the most polished, perfect game I've ever played. Um, but they made some um, really considered changes to the formula of how the game plays based uh, versus the, the original that, for me, do... Um, completely work in its favor uh they're um they've basically seem to have decided to make more of a silent hill mixed with resident evil rather than just straight up pure resident evil the last game was um very sort of reminiscent of that classic resident evil 4 type of game where it's very linear and um it just felt exactly like it thanks to being directed by Shinji Mikami again. Whereas this one, rather than going through very linear stages and just kind of shooting enemies and then having weird stuff happen, this time you're in a an actual town where you've basically got free roam of it and you get side missions that pop up around the area. You've got um, radio signals to follow and pick up that will take you to find like, weapon caches and uh, sort of areas of interest. I remember I, I just kept stumbling across things that were 
obviously not organically happening, but mm-hmm. there was areas that were sealed away that would have something in them that you wouldn't find out unless you went in there. I went into a church and found some guy going mental um, over a dude he'd cru- not crucified, but he'd obviously sacrificed someone. And I went into, I kept going into areas and finding this ghost lady, which I don't know if I if I hadn't gone in these houses that would have ever happened so yeah it's nice to kind of find bits of the game tucked away just through exploration and in a game like this where previously it was pretty much just edge of your seat sort of you know pants shittingly scary stuff with a lot of frustration and a lot of instant deaths this is feels nice to have more of a strategic element to it and hark back like i say to that silent hill 2 sort of vibe of big spooky town monsters dotted around but you can kind of just go wherever you want and do it in whatever order you want and i really like that it's um definitely still has its frustrating moments there are i'm i'm guessing there are going to be some sections much like the first game because there have been some already where you're being chased by a giant monster and you just have to leg it and it you'll you will die in one hit and that it's not my favourite way to play any game. Certainly not these games, because I find that they just become frustrating very, very quickly. I haven't mm. got frustrated with it yet, because I haven't died too many times at that sort of thing. So for now, it um, it's really good. It's a bit... Um, bit janky at times like he seems to float across the floor when you first press the stick it's very opposite red dead 2 where red dead 2 has this very kind of purposeful slow build up into towards into a full walking or running motion where it's a bit hard to you know you feel like you're kind of walking through treacle whereas this one feels like you're walking on grease because he just slides around it's really weird it looks like he's just levitating at times I've, i've had a couple of bug not well, yeah, actually, I have had a bug that um, I had to lo- reload my save on where you've got um, these slides that you can put on a projector screen. <clears throat> and if you go sit at the projector screen without any new slides, as far as I can tell, you can't stand up again and you're just stuck and you have to reload the game, which is really oh, yeah. annoying. Yeah. don't understand that. And I always had a really funny uh, glitch today where there was an enemy clearly banging against the garage door and does this weird animation when you open a garage door where you you pull it open he then there's like a small animation where he steps through the garage door the door closes behind you as you drop it and it go the camera kind of spins round to your side and uh, I had one where this enemy was banging on the door I opened it and then like the little mini kind of animation played and as that happened the enemy was obviously trying to attack where I was standing before so I basically just opened the garage door walked in the door and then shut it up behind me shutting him on the outside of it it was amazing <laughs> I was obviously supposed to get wrecked as soon as I opened yeah. it, but I just turned around and was like, where's he gone? And he was just like <laughs> clipping through the door, but he couldn't touch me. Very weird. It's good to hear you're enjoying it though. Uh, yeah, I was looking I was looking forward to playing it after I drew it out. I thought there was one it was one of the games that I've had in my backlog that I would have purposely picked to play first if I was going to. Um because I'd heard it was a, a big improvement over the first game, which I, I enjoyed for what it was. Yeah. And um yeah, this. I mean, I felt myself because you've got this um, this sort of massive city to or town to walk around. That's got all the sort of um, ammo, and you can do a lot of crafting of health. You can craft on the fly, and it costs you more materials. You can craft at a workbench, and it costs okay. you less. Yeah, and it's been really cool to constantly find myself running low on ammo, 
which has happened quite a lot, and health. But to know that I can circumvent areas where enemies are, or I can go and explore somewhere I haven't been before to try and replenish what's going on. Whereas sure. if you're playing, you know, one of these sort of old school resi games, especially sort of four and five and six, they're so linear that you don't often find yourself actually having to scramble for ammo and stuff unless you've been terrible at shooting or you've wasted it. Mm-hmm. And, and any ammo you're going to get is going to be, you know, a few rooms on as you're going through this linear path. Whereas this kind of, it really feels like it's it's got the survival elements done right it's not gone too far with them you know i have struggled sometimes and been on you know near death or having no weapons left and have to be really resourceful with what i'm doing with sneak kills and running away and stuff but um it's it's added a nice dimension to the game that i didn't expect and i'm i am yeah i am enjoying it mm-hmm. it's obviously scary as well especially with headphones on and all that kind of stuff lots of yeah. random shit happens like this weird ghost woman i think is going to kill me in one hit is uh, she'll just randomly appear. She might be triggered, obviously, but she has appeared just in the town sometimes and she'll just be stood sort of round the corner of the street from me and I just have to turn around and leg it the other way, but she will follow you for a while. So it's quite nice. It just kind of breaks up the game with this weird warped moment and then it just goes back to normal again. It's um, they've added They've added sort of the set pieces and the moments of interest in really nicely amongst the bits where you're just kind of walking around town trying to find where to go and try not to get lost and try not to get attacked by obvious enemies. So, yeah, a very cool game. Excellent. Have you played anything else? I mean, there's one game we played together, which we can end on, but have you played anything oh, yeah. on your own? Um, yes, I think I had bought it last week and I've been dipping in and out of throughout the week. I've been continuing to play the Lego Harry Potter games, oh. which... They are nothing special, and I think if you played a Lego game or used to aware of what they are, you'll know exactly what this one is. Um, for me, they are sort of a. I was trying to describe it the other day, something like a, a sort of even this sounds really pretentious, but on an almost meditative game because the gameplay is super easy. the The story you don't have to listen to, so. It's, it's almost this game that you can just sort of play and zone out of entirely. So I like to listen yeah. to podcasts while I'm doing it, and it gives, gives my eyes and hands something to do while I listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. Just because you don't have to think about these things, and they essentially what they are is just massive collect-a-thons. There's just lots of things to collect and lots of things to unlock, so it's just this tick box to sit and run through. It's, it's You can almost just go into sort of this vegetative, vegetative state and not think about the world around you, which I, th- I find quite relaxing yeah. in a way. Um, and so I've been having quite a good time with that. It's, it's a nice game to just forget about the world and zone out yeah. for a while. So often video games are obviously referred to as being an, an act of escapism, but you, you can get... I mean, I've obviously been enjoying Evil Within 2, but I've been on edge a lot. And if we were to go and play COD right now, we'd be on edge as well. So to actually escape from full-on stress and just, as you say, almost zone out is quite a rarity, really. Because video games can be quite an intense experience across the board. I remember on our old uh, podcast we used to do, you was it it that Yoshi's Woolly World you used to play? Because I remember you likened it to... Um, your girlfriend wanted to like do adult, uh, adult coloring books when she got in, and that was yeah. your version of that, like playing a really easy Nintendo game. Yeah, that's ex- that's ex- exactly it. Um, I think it's quite nice to have this game you can you can zone out of and just not pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it's it's just supremely relaxing. 
I find it. It's also, I guess it must have that kind of hit of Harry Potter stuff that will make you kind of stay invested and give you like these little moments to make you smile every time you unlock, I don't know, I don't know, any Harry Potter characters, the ginger one. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's sort of a, it's sort of a, a world in which I'm already invested in so yeah. it's a nice thing and it's it's like when you get a cut scene you can look at your phone or do something else or continue to listen to the podcast and if you look up you know exactly where you are and what's happening just because I know those stories inside out already so it's it's just like second nature kind of thing which yeah. is nice um so yeah I'd recommend it I'd say if I'd say anyone looking for a game to have that you can just do that with the Lego games are a fantastic example and you just have to there's so many of them now you just have to look for one that that is within a world that you like, whether that's Lord of the Rings, DC, Marvel, or Harry Potter. There's there's something really for everyone. You yeah, can just... Star Wars. Isn't there a Jurassic? Is there a Jurassic Park one? I think you're right. Yes. And there's a Pirates of the Caribbean one. Oh, yeah. Shit loads of them. Um, does it um, does it add, does it have anything different? Because I remember obviously the um, the Star Wars ones are the, one, the only ones I've ever played, mm-hmm. and there was just kind of a lot of either shooting or lightsabering. Does is, is there anything? Um, kind of mechanically added to this by being a bunch of little wizards did you do quidditch or anything like that or what yeah um basically so it's broken up into two sections or essentially two different games years one to four and then five to seven Uh and what you do is you go through each each year which follows obviously the story and then as you're going through it you unlock different spells that'll do different things so when you start in year one there'll be stuff on the map that you can't interact with um, and then when you get to year three, you'll maybe unlock a spell. Like at the moment, I'm on year three and I've unlocked the spell to deal with Dementors. So I can now go back into previous years or previous parts of the map that, are, that I couldn't access before. And then that lets you into different areas to then unlock other stuff. So I guess that's the kind of tweak. Um, they can siphon off areas with different things. Um, and obviously things like the building mechanics is just a lot quicker because rather than in previous ones you would hold square and the, the little guy would bend over and start like building stuff yeah and this one you just hold you hold square and it, it just magics all together which is which is quite cool yeah that is cool but it, it follows it absolutely follows the same tried and tested lego formula so if you've played one of these games you've played them all and you just need to pick one that you like the, <laughs> yeah. the world in which it exists and go with that cool. um it, it's, it's old enough that it came before they started adding talking to the Lego games. Which oh, yeah, I actually, actually asked you about that last week, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, um, which I actually prefer. I, I like it that they don't speak because, again, there's no need to engage with the game beyond this, the surface level. Um, but I guess you, if, if if there's a game you can talk, they can talk and you just ignore it, I suppose. Yeah, as far as I could remember, and this may only be, obviously, well, it's only going to be from tra- trailers, I would know this, didn't when they added the the talking was it not just clips from the films that they put over the thing or was it actually voice acted by a either the actors themselves or b somebody doing an impression i'm actually not sure um you you might be onto something though i think lord of the rings was the first one that they added voice acting to and it is the real actors so i don't know whether they've just in the film you know yeah yeah oh well want to look look up i suppose if anybody cares (laughs) yeah um, have you played anything else other than the big the big thing we're going to talk about in a minute? Nothing on PlayStation. Cool. Well, Dave, let's talk about EDF five because I'm itching to play that after this podcast is done. Talking about mindless fugue state games. Oh, this is Jesus maybe another Christ. one, isn't it? Yeah. 
I was re-watching the Quick Look on Giant Bomb the other day just to sort of remind myself about it. Did you realise, well, we maybe haven't because I haven't played it on my own, but if you start a co-op game, you can't carry progress between your co-op and single-player games, which is weird. The what? Yeah, if you started a single-player game, you've just got to start over again. Well, I mean, I don't think either of us are going to be playing that by ourselves, but... No. Um, that is a bit shit. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Terrible. There's like a hundred levels. Yeah. Well, you've got to have either have a really dedicated friend or just, yeah, do it or twice. Just it, yeah. Man alive. But uh, definitely that game um, can be either just a, a dull slog or it can be quite exhilarating depending on what kind of character you pick, as we found last week. Because if you get that jetpack girl, it is hella fun. That's the only character to go, in my opinion. Yeah. I think we may have to adopt some strategy at some point and mix the characters up, I'm assuming. We haven't yeah, had I any, would assume so. We haven't had any boss fights yet. I'm looking forward to that, because apparently they just fill the entire screen. Oh, do they? Yeah. So hopefully we get one of them tonight. But zipping about on that jetpack, and you, you when they were dropping the... Um, like UFOs were dropping the enemies in and you were just trying to get onto the stand on it. Yeah. <laughs> then you fall straight through it. Uh, you, you can land on it, but you can't get purchase on it. So you land on it and then you just continue oh, to skid yeah. okay. and then fall off. There's um, there's definitely a level of depth to it that I didn't talk about when I first got... When I talked about this a couple of episodes ago because the amount of stuff you get after every single mission that we still don't fully understand yeah. is insane. I've unlocked tons of guns for people I've not even played as. It's bizarre. Yeah, I, I can't quite work out the unlock system, but... Who cares? Yeah, and I also can't... I wish there was a a way for us to see um, like a comparison between what we've just unlocked and whatever our old gun was because yeah. you can't compare two guns between each other as far as I can see. And then it's Not really that difficult to figure out what they're actually going to do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them have felt really varied. I mean, you've got that... Um, the one with, that we were both using for a while where you just... It's like those kind of pink sort of mini streams of light that just like a kind of a shotgun blast but your shotgun things are great yeah and then there was that crazy laser that i had that basically fires across the entire world in a very thin line um there's loads of charge weapons and sniper rifle oh man i'm uh i can't wait to play that after this yeah basically um i don't know if we explained it at all but it's called earth defense force and Sorry, you, yeah. you go defense into force a map and you just shoot bugs, really. It's it's that's that's it. It kind of looks bad, doesn't it? Looks it looks dreadful. But, oh, it's it's so ugly. But it's yeah, you just run about shooting things, and then these big pillars will come down, and you shoot the pillars, and then at the end of each level, some guy will go, "I'll take you to a safe place," and then <laughs> and then he doesn't. And then he references the fact that he still hasn't taken you to a safe place on every level afterwards. Yeah. One thing I want to investigate tonight, though, is you can make your character sing. So that's what we need to mess around with lovely lovely it's um yeah it's just kind of like level after level of insane horde mode but the levels are appear to be at times pretty big so Mm -hmm. you've got quite a lot of scope to in our case just jetpack around this massive level and dismember alien ants and that is quite fun the dismemberment is probably the best graphical feature of the entire game it doesn't look great but it looks kind of funny just to shoot their face off and see them yeah. kind of just fall down a hill as this headless ant. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anyone out there who has a, as a friend that you've got a regular sort of contact with um, and you want a cheap laugh because, I mean, 
dialogue-wise, graphically, um, the ragdoll physics. There's a lot of things to laugh at in this game because it's fucking ludicrous. But it is it is a good time to have with just another mate. Or even, what well, I guess three mates, because you can do four, can't you? Yeah. Indeed so. Right. Um, I guess we need to pick a game for you for next week, then, as you have seen enough. Yes. So let me get the spreadsheet up and let's get ourselves excited let's for whatever what Dave's going to find he has to play. Do you have a game from your list that you hope is going to come up? Let's have a quick look here. You have 41, 41 games left. Imagine imagine if you get Fury and then you've got another boss rush. <laughs> um, I really, really want to play Mutant Year Zero. I think I'm going to like that. It's sort of a XCOM game mixed with... It's got a bit of open world stealth gameplay in it. Um, you can So like in XCOM, you basically just get slapped into the map. And yeah. in Mutant Year Zero, you, it's an open world until you run into enemies and they see you, and then that initiates the XCOM gameplay. So what you can do is you can sneak around and set your people up in different areas so that you've got the upper hand on people and it doesn't just fuck you up like XCOM has a tendency to do. So that one um, is one that I really want to try. Um, and the other one is The Killing Floor 2, because that's sort of a... Oh yeah, it's, it's a free to play game in which you go up levels, and each time you go up a level, it gets steadily more difficult. And I've heard it's actually quite good. Yeah, wasn't Scott playing that quite a lot? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he did. I could have sworn you played that before. Maybe you were playing the first one with someone. Or maybe that's. I don't think so. Okay, right. Anyway, let's roll the drums. David's about to get a game he's going to have to play, and it is. <laughs> Yes, the Warriors. Bloody I bought that hell. some time ago on my on my PS4 because I did have a quick run in with it on PS2, and I remember the the very like brief time I played with it, the the fighting mechanics were quite good, and you can smash people's head off a wall. So Ooh. it's a Rockstar game. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward to getting into that. I don't know about you, but um, I've absolutely no idea how this random thing works, sorting it A to Z. No idea. No. Naught point seven three two, and then later on you've got naught point seven four one. Yeah. But also naught point naught. What the fuck? I don't, who cares? Don't argue. That's David's game to play in the next seven days, if only for a few minutes. As long as he, but he will be stream. What what day are you planning to stream it for anyone out there? <sighs> Wednesday, like basically. <laughs> Wednesday nights would be okay. my aim. Cool. Don't do it till after I get back from Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, can't guarantee I'll make a Wednesday, but that that is my aim. All right, I need to add a game to my uh, backlog list for next oh, here he goes. for the future um, because I got <laughs> so my my uncle my well I don't know what they're called. It's my mum's uncle. Great is that a great uncle? I think it's called a muncle. <laughs> cool, right? My muncle Peter <laughs> bought me uh, a ten pound gift voucher, which is for this thing called uh, uh, One for All Gifts or something. And oh. pre- previously, you could use it on Amazon, but Amazon clearly aren't having that anymore, so you nope. can't. Um, as I guess almost everyone used it on Amazon, and the rest of the people getting involved were getting annoyed. So I, try- I tried to find the next closest thing to Amazon, because let's be honest, if you buy me a gift voucher, I'm going to buy video games with it. That's yeah, of course. It's what's going to happen. So event- in the end, I had to... Uh, get a ten-pound PlayStation Network voucher from Smiths. So I sp- <laughs> thanks for the voucher, Uncle Peter. I spent it on a voucher. 
<laughs> but I spent that voucher in the January sale on PSN on The Surge, which I am now going to add to my backlog. Oh, The Surge. That's a game I'm very intrigued by. Tis only a tenner, so it cost me nout. Left me even a penny in my PlayStation wallet left over. Happy fucking days. So, uh, who knows? Next week, when I've hopefully finished Evil Within 2, um, I may be ending up playing The Surge. I was really worried you were going to get Dark Souls this week, I've got to be honest. I just thought, it's, this is in its infancy, this segment of the podcast, and I think a game like Dark Souls is the thing that could break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, everyone. Look forward to David playing The Warriors and talking about that next week. Yes. Right. I guess, uh, shall we... Do the alphabet. Let's do it. Right, oh. Oh, yeah, jingle time for the letter E. Here it comes. It's going to be fucking horrible. Get ready, get set. Let's learn about the alphabet. 26 letters, that's it. Let's learn about the alphabet. Let's learn about the letter E. A letter. E is a letter. E is a letter. E is a letter in the alphabet. This my friend is E C W. E. Yeah, the letter E was a struggle this week because I could not find really any games that that were, you know, synonymous with PlayStation beginning with the letter E other than the first one and only one we'll be talking about, which is Everybody's Golf. Um, very much the answer of PlayStation, the PlayStation answer to the old Mario Golf games is it basically plays exactly the same in almost every way. I'm trying to remember if I've played this or not. I've not played the most recent one in PS4. Which I would, well, I would recommend as a um, podcast game. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good laugh, um, and it's it's so easy and chilled out. Um, there's quite a lot of depth to it nowadays. I don't know what it was, what it had in uh, in the original day, uh, version, which came out on the 17th of July 1997 in Japan. It didn't come out until almost a year later in um, uh, North America and Europe. Uh, it was on the PlayStation 1. Um, and weirdly, I wonder if it's, it says it was developed by Camelot Software Planning, and I wonder if they are... The same ones that actually did make Mario Golf. They are. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there we go. I, 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 I'm not making a fact up that I did not know that before I started talking about this when I said it was very similar to Mario Golf in almost every way. But it makes total sense because it's the exact same developer. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, although they only did the first one. They seem to switch to Mario Golf and stick on Nintendo platforms thereafter. So I guess following the formula of the modern games, it's it's been de- developed by someone else. Um, I think it's been called Hot Shots Golf in North America pretty much for its entirety as well. Okay. Um, it's now developed by a company called Clap Hands and has been since 1999. I could not tell you what else they develop, but I'm going to find out. Oh, nothing. Everybody's <laughs> golf and everybody's tennis. 
and everybody's golf VR, which is coming out next year. Um, Games for everybody. Yeah, if you see this game, super cheap. Uh, well, last actually, before before I finish that sentence, do you do you enjoy a golf game? Um. Yes. Yeah, I do. I, I enjoy. I really. Yeah, actually, I was going to say I enjoy specific ones, but yeah, I think I I used to like the Tiger Woods game back in the day. I don't know how much they've changed, and there was a golf game I used to play on the Xbox 360 that was a, akin to everybody's golf like um, oh, I, 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 I really one. enjoyed. Yeah. Well, if you see this sub 15 quid, I suggest you get it because it has online and you and I can definitely shoot some rounds Yeah. and not have to even speak to each other. We can just listen to our own podcast if you yeah. want. But it's a, yeah, it's a good chilled game. But that's it. I mean, unless you can think of any, I, I went through every single era of PlayStation to try and find a game beginning with E that was exclusive or relevant and I could I could not find any no what's Earth Defence Force on that was originally on uh, PC I think oh well we're screwed yeah, yeah E it is yeah the the next E that we have then as we have no more games to talk about um, is I guess we can combine the two uh, and that is iToy and the PlayStation I and I, okay. I think iToy came first right because that was for the PS two and then for the ps3 yeah oh apparently ps3 was called playstation i and then ps4 it's called the playstation camera oh right okay have you ever owned any of these products no um the closest i've got is i've got the current incarnation of whatever the hell they've got oh so you've got the playstation camera is that what they call it yeah for ps4 yeah yeah i've got that one oh so that one's like the bar that goes across. Yes. Like yeah, lines. and you can kind of clip on to the top of your TV. I got that for streaming, and it's it's fine. It makes oh. it. Oh. It's a, it's a decent one. It's just it's not a fantastic webcam, so you have to really like what it ends up doing is when I cut, like try and twitch myself, I end up just looking. At, it's it's like my gameplay plus me sitting miles away from my TV, so you can <laughs> see my entire couch. And because if you zoom it in at all, it just looks awful. Uh, but I don't it's, think it's, I've ever seen right. you stream with a video of you. Did you have a video of you on the Titan Souls one? No, no, I tend not to do it so much anymore. Because uh, yeah. I, I, te- I tend to have like a cat, a dog, and a girlfriend <laughs> rattling about, so it's easier if I just stick my headset on and go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, as David alluded to there, they they are just uh, effectively webcams, but they use computer vision and gesture recognition. Um, to work as you know to do sort of motion controls and color detection and i think they even had sound at least the eye toy could could register sound um they they've they've persisted with it um what kind of games came out for it there was like a lot of flap in your hand games you like connect desk okay so eye toy the ps2 one seems to have had almost exclusively just silly um, gimmick games, mini game collections, and stuff like you've got things like there's a lot of i just i toy games. So at mm-hmm. that point, they developed a whole range of games. You've got i toy play, Groove, Monkey Mania, Anti Grav, uh, Astro Zoo, Operation Spy, like just loads and loads of Edu Kids, loads of bullshit like that. The only real game I can even see is one called Sega Superstars. Okay. Um, and that is just a party game, apparently developed by Sonic Team. 
and that was an exclusive one for PS2. And it oh, basically had just like a bunch of yeah, just a bunch of mini games, all fe- all um, themed around uh, certain Sega properties. Crazy Taxi. I'm imagining if you thought if you thought to yourself, oh, all right, a Crazy Taxi mini game using uh, webcam would be some kind of driving based thing where you're pretending to drive. You might even have to move your hands or whatever. No, apparently you have to make as much movement and noise as possible to attract the attention of a taxi. What? Um, oh. Just go on a night out for that. Yeah, yeah, that's unacceptable. What terrible the fuck idea is that? So. <laughs> I, I retract my earlier statement that that was a real game because that's clearly not. Um, <laughs> there was a Bob the Builder game for it as well. How delightful. The the Wikipedia link to that just talks about the TV show. So don't know what that Excellent. is. Excellent. Yeah. But but I Toy Therefore was clearly a pile of wank. I Yeah, sounds it. PlayStation I started to get into the world of um, trying to adapt real games for this whatever it is i guess connect era of webcam based motion shit so i mean you've got things like pro evo games were working with it apparently you could that was take pictures of you if you wanted to play you know a picture of you for the become a legend mode okay i quite like that idea yeah, you had head tracking for things like fighting games, like a boxing game, and for G- right. Gran Turismo Five has the head tracking, which I've never understood. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking a bit. I think it's got head tracking. I was trying to think of that, but confirmed. Because doesn't I mean if you move your head to the left, you're not looking at your TV anymore. So how does it's that a, even it's work? It's so stupid. I think you just move your head a tiny bit. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's one of these things that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, apparently Burnout Paradise you can use it to take a personal snapshot after you win or lose against online players how many dicks and arseholes do you think showed up on them? exclusively <laughs> I think would be I can't remember where I saw this I don't know if it was on the internet I didn't see it myself but I'm pretty sure I must have seen online like a video of a guy playing Uno with a webcam on because back in the Xbox 360 when they had Uno and you could play it online yeah. you could have your your Kinect or whatever it was or, or a webcam and a dude was just like waving a gun at the screen while playing Uno wow okay yeah the um because we've only had one mention of it so far back to Giant Bomb uh, Jeff Gersman often talks about he used to play Uno with a, with a webcam and he said he was playing it one time and some two like is it two or three people just popped up and they just had a massive coke just sitting on the on the desk <laughs> and they were just sitting chatting not even playing well I think one of them was playing the game and they were just sort of I don't know what do you do with coke snort up yeah and um then they eventually realised that he was sitting watching them and cut them off. <laughs> Which I fucking love. That's good. Yeah, they didn't they weren't doing it to brag, they just forgot to turn their webcam off. Yeah. Uh, what was the um the thing uh, that where um people started having sex on it and they had to turn it off? What was that? Was that PlayStation camera? It was, wasn't it? It was on PS4. Was it? Yeah. There Excellent. Was a, there was a game where isn't it wasn't it like that playroom game or something? So oh, one, right, okay. It's the one where, you know, they have they advertise it and the kid's like, he's got this kind of augmented reality like robot on his mat. But apparently people were just fucking on it. Yeah. <laughs> just using it as some kind of like PlayStation porn channel. Brilliant. Yeah, because I mean, that is the general rule. If you let people film themselves long enough or give people cameras at any given time, dicks and arseholes are going to be all over them. 
as you would expect. I'd expect no less from the human race. And if if any if nothing else, that clearly is the legacy of Kinect and PlayStation Eye. Yeah. Dick and arsehole. <laughs> yep. One of them's a dick, one of them's an arsehole. Take your pick. They're both terrible. <clears throat> Emulation begins with E. Oh yeah. I, I give I mean if you don't know what an emulator is, it's a sort of computer program that emulates a video game console's hardware and plays its game on a other on another platform other than that console itself. Um, and they usually have features that far, far outdo the original hardware of those games. You can get HD, you can do fucking save states and slow down, you know, and all better performance, better quality, all this kind of crap. Um, but Sony doesn't really like emulators. Uh, I don't think any of the games industry really does anymore because almost all of them are being closed down. Mm-hmm. The, um, the emulator of choice uh, for PlayStation is ES, sorry, EPSXE, uh, which also starts with E, nicely. Um, and I have used that, but that's, that one has a lot of stuff to do with downloading BIOSes, which I still don't really understand. I just Yeah, that's beyond me. That's, that's, a, that's a grade above my abilities. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, apparently, you could only play it until version 1.9.25, you could only, it would only function with an image of the official Sony PlayStation BIOS. Um, and therefore, because the various BIOS images were copyrighted by Sony, it was obviously illegal to distribute them. I mean, right, Dave, tell us what's the what's the legal way to emulate games? Is it if you own the physical copy? I believe, yeah. If you own a physical copy of a game, you're allowed to make one copy of it. So that would that would be where the emulation comes in, because you're allowed to download the download the data onto a backup disk. Yeah, but then of that's course- the thing, which which explains why you can buy. Uh, cartridge readers you basically you plug the cartridge into a USB device and right. it it dumps the game onto your hard drive for you and then you can access it that way um, that's as far as, as far as I am aware it being legal yeah because I always thought, wondered about stuff like that like you know emulation is legal if you own the game but I mean how are they going to find that out unless you take a screenshot and put it in the fucking readme file of you yeah. holding the box of the game whilst you're emulating it on your PC. Yeah. Utterly bizarre. It's a but, real shame. But um, have you done any more research into that? What was that thing you sent me the other day? The archive? Oh, yeah. One uh, uh, retro pie. No. Um, but when you were talking about emulation, what I thought you were going to be talking about with the PlayStation specifically was the PSP, because that is one of the ultimate oh, yeah. portable emulation devices. You can basically crack that thing open and slap every Nintendo game previous to well all cartridge based nintendo games on there and just go mad yeah that's right which sounds like a great way to be sitting playing pokemon or mario on a plane or something like that because it's a cool device that thing yeah man i I think um i can't remember what i if i had anything emulated on my psp i don't think i did i remember i had like i'd ripped family guy and simpsons onto it i mainly used it for that um, my PSP was a football manager machine. I think it was Football Manager 2013 when we were on because I was using it when we were on placement, and I basically just went home <laughs> from placement every night and sat and tried to bring my team up through the English leagues. Oh, what? Because you had to go somewhere other than at home. Yeah, yeah, I was down in Glasgow for mine. <laughs> Playing Football Manager on a PSP. Yeah, it's great. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a real shame that um, emulation is being killed because. 
it's so difficult to get hold of in 2019 you really shouldn't have to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to play any game that's ever existed no every game that's ever existed should be accessible to us in this day and age to play you shouldn't have yeah, to buy so. japanese ps ones and hook them up to you know uh, plug extension adapters and all this kind of stuff and read Japanese. You should be able to play anything you want. But Yeah, I'd say so. I guess, legally, it's not possible right now. No. The uh, We've got a few more. The second to last one is PlayStation Experience, which has not happened for a couple of years now. Because oh, yeah, they keep this dropping is, out. This is their show, right? Yeah, and apparently, before 2014, they had a couple of these in England in oh, did they? the early 2000s yeah it was the first one was held in 2002 um alongside the european computer trade show at earl's court and it had 20,000 people attended over three days um and uh, let's see what was the biggest game they had there um a lot of racing games original ratchet and clank was there cool. tony hawks pro skater 4 marvel vs. capcom 2 tekken 4 uh, a Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness I do not know what that is at all is that, is that the one where she had a weird clone of herself going about oh, it sounds like it would work with the yeah Angel of Darkness yeah she had like an evil version of herself that burned her house down this was yeah that was in the kind of era of Tomb Raider games where it all really just sort of dropped off the map and they churned one out every couple of years and no one really paid any attention they were terrible yeah when they also did a remake of the first game in amongst all of it as far as I'm aware Oh, did they? Was that oh yes, so they did. Yeah. I wonder if that's even any good. No, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I don't even like the, the original first game. Smackdown Shut Your Mouth was also there as well. And then they followed it up the year after, again in Earl's Court. And then until 2014, they didn't really do anything until PlayStation decided they wanted to... Oh, in fact, they did it to mark the 20th anniversary in 2014. They fucking had Persona 5 there, which only came out last year. Shows how long that was in. Yeah, Bastion there, Batman Arkham Knight. Seems like this was a very early PlayStation 4 era. Of mm-hmm. No Man's Sky was there. Final Fantasy 7 for the PS4. And they've done it every year until last... What did they do it last year? Uh, they, well, 2018, I think they cancelled, did they not? Yeah, that was... They had, apparently, they had, had one in Southeast Asia. In Bangkok, oh. between August and the 18th and 19th. But I don't know if they did any streaming from that. Not that I'm aware of. No, I don't remember them doing that either. I don't think they're doing one this year either, are they? Or maybe they are. I'm not sure. Rather they're they're a bit all over the place at the moment. Quite quite yeah. poorly communicative. Yeah, that's, it's all part of the odd sort of 12 months that Sony has had. Yeah. Um, but uh, I imagine if they do have one this year, then that would explain why they're not going to be at E3. But... I've got to do something to try and fill that E3 hole. Yeah, you would not drop out of that. Uh, well, E3 begins with E as well, so we might as well talk about that because I am firmly of the belief these days that if you took E3 away, I don't know if I'd actually mind anymore as long as we still got um, several parts of the year where we got some big announcements all in one go rather than piecemeal. I would, I do like, I, I know you love E3 historically because it's, well, we all do because it's a, a big chunk of announcements and new trailers in yeah. a week, but it almost seems to always be disappointing these days. Yeah, I, I I love E3. I think it's such a shame that it seems to be going away and at least vastly changing what it used to be. My favourite thing is just to spend that week poring over news sites, sitting up late to watch press conferences. It's just it's so good. 
there's nothing else like it. And I guess if you took that yeah. away and put in other people's shows, it, it loses that that magic a little bit. But it, that seems to be the way the industry is going, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it, it is a shame because everyone has loved E3 historically. Um, it just seems like you can't really win anymore. You either have a conference where people either talk business or corporate people try and be cool and that no one likes either of those things or you've got one where they someone still tries to do a little bit of showmanship like that andrew wk fucking nonsense from last year for ubisoft and that just falls completely flat or they all shut up and show a bunch of trailers and then people say that it's boring and it's not worth having a conference that's just trailers it seems like you just can't win with e3 anymore and maybe from a business perspective i understand completely why they wouldn't have it anymore and i guess if you have your own show you then can command the narrative for the the period of the show without worry. Whereas in E3, you're constantly worried about what your competitors are doing. Are they showing you up? Have you got a better show than them? Is everything going smoothly? Have you got enough releases? Have you got enough on your plate and calendar to compete with the rest? Whereas if you just make your own thing, you can make it what you want. Yeah. And unfortunately, that means you probably avoid all the, the awkward, horrible fuck-up moments that make E3 just that little bit better every year because something's going to go wrong somewhere. Um, and that is one of my favourite things to, to enjoy about E3 is just when things go wrong and people make mistakes. Like the... Oh, there's been so many. Wasn't there's there one so with many. Battlefield where it just didn't load the game? Yeah. And the guy um, kind of came off stage and you could hear him like carrying on talking and then he came back on again. Yeah, and then there was the, the one Beyond Good and Evil where they went off stage and you could hear their conversation after they finished. Nice. And then there was that EA guy that just absolutely shot the oh, bed. Jesse and just, Wellens or whatever it was. Yeah, that yeah, was amazing. That was absolutely fantastic um yeah i i think it's i think there's a difficulty in putting something on like e3 these days because of the fact that you know getting a market share is is obviously as important as it ever was but with all these kind of live services games you've got a lot of companies now trying to get their market share in different ways rather than releasing loads of new games they're just going to release one or two and try and monetize them as much as possible you know we all have access to so much more of the gaming industry than we used to over the internet whereas you know back in the day when it was all you know for better or worse when it was all kind of booth babes and journalists there was more of a mystique to e3 like this kind of thing that you could you'd only dream of ever getting to see for yourself and everything was kind of shrouded in mystery and you have to wait to hear all the announcements and watch the press conferences whereas now we get so many leaks all the public get to go and ruin it and it just seems like the you know the journalists there are kind of struggling to get everything in and get all the appointments that they need these days because it's so commercialized. It just it has really taken a hit in terms of its um, what's the word? I guess success rating as a as a yearly event or its importance yeah. maybe. Maybe it's another way of putting it, which is yeah. a shame. Totally. Uh, and the last E, I guess we have to talk about, is um, exclusives, which, let's be honest, the PS4 has pretty much thrived on this yeah. generation. I mean, we could talk Compared about... to the Xbox, over the last, what I'd say, decade even, yeah. uh, PlayStation have had the better exclusives. Um, yeah, that's been their bread and butter. Um, I'd be interested to see how, how that actually affects console sales. Yeah, I mean... To see how many, yeah, how many exclusives outsell, because you're always going to have the the um, the sort of factors of the Fifas and the Cods of the world and the uh, the Red Deads, I guess, where 
they are not exclusives, but they're still so huge that they will, I guess, not sell consoles, but they will sell more than the console exclusive games anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's one. Of, yeah, it's it's totally strange because obviously, I think by time the the life cycle of the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and the PS Three had finished, they had caught up with each other. But I would make an educated guess that the attachment rate to games on the PS three and three sixty was higher on the Xbox three sixty because it had more consoles in the home during the peak of this sort of ge- that generation. Um and it the I, in my opinion the PS three had much better exclusives and it didn't seem to make all that much of a difference. I think this generation the PS four's got again far better exclusives than the Xbox does. But I would say the success of the PS4 is probably more down to the messaging of the Xbox and the fact that yeah. they managed to get there. Well, I was going to say they managed to get out first, but it didn't. I think the Xbox beat it to market, didn't it? By just about a week or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. I th- I th- to me, they're important because PlayStation oh, yeah. always seemed to have fantastic Xbox, fantastic exclusives, sorry. But I don't know. How, how much of a business impact do you think that makes? It's a very good point. I'm surprised you think the PS3 had the better exclusives, but maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. I think so. I mean, the Gears, the Gears of War was on Xbox, which I loved, and then we had Halo. But I think the best of Halo was on the original Xbox, personally. Yeah, probably. I mean, and we then, had the first Mass Effect, but then it, that wasn't the rest of the series wasn't exclusive. No, and Mass Effect One did eventually pop up on the PS3. Yeah. And so, like the Uncharted games, they had what else? And the the infamous games. Yeah. Try to think what else PlayStation had, but they they had a lot going on for Last it. I of guess us, four. Obviously. Yeah, The Last of Us. I mean, I've got a list here um, that uh, from Games Radar where they did the twenty best PS4 exclusives. So they've done Nino Kuni Two, which I haven't played. Nope. GT Sport, which I haven't played. Nope. Until Dawn, which is fantastic. Yes. Uh, Yakuza 6 which will be fantastic if I ever play yes. it Street Fighter 5 which I totally didn't realise was an exclusive to PS4 still at this point yeah but then and I, 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 there doesn't even seem to be a business deal behind that I think Capcom is <laughs> it Capcom just like yeah. no not going to bother wasting their time putting it out on Xbox no I kind of wonder because it's a Japanese company if they just yeah. looked at the absolute sort of death throws of the Xbox One in their country and thought oh, it's not worth it yeah, yeah probably uh, and then they've got Infamous Second Son, which was fine. Yeah. Last of Us Remastered. Excellent. Tear Away Unfolded. Have you ever played Tear Away? Yeah, wasn't it, a fan. No, it doesn't look like I'd enjoy it. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Excellent. Uncharted Lost Legacy. I've not played that, yeah. but I'm sure it's fine. Shadow of the Colossus, the remake, Tetris Effect. Detroit Become Human, they've put number eight. Because they're right. mad. They are mad. Last Guardian, Uncharted 4, Bloodborne should be number one. Mm-hmm. Spider Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, and God of War. I mean, that's a. There are some very, very good games in there. And if the you want, big Planet games, I forgot about them as well. They were great. Yeah. If you ask me to pick out a, an Xbox One exclusive from this generation, that means you need to buy an Xbox One. There would be very few I could, I could tell you about. Yeah, I mean, there's some good ones, but ones yeah. that mean you need to buy an Xbox One. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there are any. No, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't buy one for just for a Forza game or Ori and the Blind Forest. Or, I think I actually may have even got one initially just because A, I was going to get it anyway. But B, yeah. tight, the original Titanfall was. Oh yeah. I was looking forward to playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Like Gears of War is is fine, but it's probably the second worst Gears of War game. 
and yeah. after the judgment or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. and well, I I have a personal fondness for the pirate game. What's it called? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Yeah, but again, you wouldn't buy a console for it. No, absolutely not. Um, there's some definite console sellers that I mean, Spider Man's probably got of drawn in people to want to buy a console because that's coming from a different market, isn't it? And bringing yes. everybody in. Um, and then God of War will bring God of War. people. The yeah. Uncharted games. Yeah. Last yeah. of Us Two is probably going to get a few people back, I guess. A couple, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. That's that's the letter E. So, do we need to place them now? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to do a. a a rogues gallery and we need to do um the hall of fame and we need to so do- the rogues gallery can we put i put forward the eye toy because i think it's utter nonsense that thing i 100 percent agree in and it goes for, and then for, for the hall the fame uh, I, perhaps exclusives yeah i'd say so because it, certainly in this generation that list is very impressive yeah i'd say so yep there we go there in you goes. go playstation exclusives goes into the hall of fame for the alphabet of playstation leaving us only one last bit of the podcast to do, and that is David's game. Let's do it. Which was a and I've, I've, I know what game I'm doing this, this week, and I've definitely got the right version of the game. <laughs> okay. Do you want to explain it, or do we not need to anymore? Yeah, it's video game 20 questions. It, you have 20 questions. All I can do is say yes or no for each, each question, and you've got to try and guess the game I have on my screen. Right. And it's obviously a PlayStation game. Yes. Is it... A PlayStation exclusive game. Yeah, boy. Is it? Um, was it on the PlayStation One? No. PlayStation Two. No. Three. <laughs> no. Okay, so it's PlayStation Four exclusive. Is that a question? Yes. Is it a PlayStation Four exclusive? Yes. Cool. Right. That is decent. Should have picked a handheld game. Then you'd have eaten up an absolute <laughs> buttload of questions. <laughs> there. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> okay right so well it's, that's five down yeah i mean it might could be a franchise but seems likely that it might not be um is it like a platform game no not knack then uh nice little mention less nice little knack mensch yeah <laughs> never played a knack have you uh yeah i've played both oh shit have you are they any good yeah nope <laughs> You gave it another chance and it broke your heart again. It did. Fucking knack. Hasn't got the knack. That's for damn sure. I actually think I maybe own them both, I, I think. Good Lord. Yeah. I think I, I bought them Plus. during the... There was, there was a sale last year and I think I bought them then. Well, that's slightly acceptable. Yeah. I think is they it, only cost me about £3 a piece. It's a game... It's a type of game that doesn't exist on anything but Nintendo in any real quality. So I can understand why you try and... Well, I th- I, if I remember right, I bought it off the back of playing Ratchet and Clank, so I was looking for more platformy yeah, games, and sense. I thought this might be an okay one, and it's just not. Fucked it. Yeah. Um, right. So, um, is it developed by like Sony Computer Entertainment? No. Okay. <laughs> it's developed by Capcom. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> it uh, does it have um, shooting and guns in it? Yes. Is it a first-person game? No. That's 10. So it's not Killzone. Um, okay, so is it a Naughty Dog game? No. Fuck. Is it an indie game? No. Uh, is it Japanese? Yes. Hmm. 
<laughs> it's not the evil within two, is it? <laughs> it's not. Uh, how many more have I got? You have seven questions remaining. So it's PlayStation 4 exclusive Japanese. That's all I've narrowed it down to, really. Um, does it have like a recognisable main character in it? Um, no, I'd say I'd say no. Okay. God, I'm so bad at this game. I don't know why we keep doing this every week. Fuck's <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> sake! I'm assuming. Did, did we say if it was a not a first person shooter? Is it a first? It's not. No. Okay. Do you know if I've played it? You have. Oh, okay, okay. You've got five go, five left. Oh shit! Did I like? I it? mean, yes. I mean, to give people a bit of a break. I mean to get to offer Alex a bit of defense. This is hard. I've tried this and I I make an absolute mess of it every time. <laughs> it's just so many, and yeah. I just sit here staring at my games collection, hoping one of them is fitting the description that I'm very slowly and badly eking out, and it doesn't. Um, it's exclusive as well. I fucking probably just read it out. Did I just read it out? <laughs> no. Fuck. Well, I suppose that takes away all of those games. <laughs> uh, it's not a remaster because you said it's only on PS4. I don't know if I've actually nailed down whether it is a first, a third-person shooter because it's just we know it's not a first-person shooter. Yeah. It could be like Resogun or some shit, but you said it's not an indie game. Nope. Uh, none of this is a question, by the way. <laughs> Has it been released in the last two years? Nope. How many more have I got? Four. Does it have um, any um, sort of multiplayer to it at all? Is it co-op yeah. or anything like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Did we play it in co-op? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this game? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And I have what? Three left? Two left? Two left? Two left? Oh, shit. Fuck it, I'm going to have to blow, uh, just blow away a question. Did we play it online together? Yes. It's definitely not in my list again. I've got to stop looking over there. It's just not over there. It's just <laughs> not over there. Oh, God. Did I own it on disc, do you know? I Probably, yeah. Right, okay. That means I've got to, I've got to guess the game now, based off you of do. that terrible last question. <laughs> <clears throat> Must be something I've traded in, then. I'll be surprised. Oh, yeah? Mm. Okay, now, man. Is it Bloodborne? He's got it. <laughs> oh, that's definitely not an indie game. Oh, thank fuck for that. I just suddenly thought to myself, wait. So I will still have it on the shelf. And then I saw Bloodborne and thought, wait, there is guns in that. And he, we didn't nail down whether it was a what type of shooter it was. Oh, yeah. thank God for that. Took all 20, but I got it. You got it. Like, well right, done. So next week I'll do one for you, and then yes, we'll, David you, will prove up. to the world that it's not just me that struggles with this. Unless he's because I'm pretty sure one of us has done one and it got smashed out really quickly, but I can't remember yeah. what one that was. You may have got the first one. I think I did Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah. I think you got that one pretty well. Yeah. Well, I suppose with that absolutely painful struggle through David's game ends the show. That brings us to the end of the. Last ever episode nine of the Not Ready Pod. As ever, my name has been David. He has been Alex. We have been the Not Ready Pod, and I'm out. Enjoy uh, the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Keep playing the station, bitches. <laughs>